Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. This is the podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind, take control of your mindset, think about the thoughts that you're thinking, and use that as a way to go forward and build a better life. Today, I want to talk about an alarming trend in today's culture. I think it's something that at one point or another, we've all dealt with it, we've all seen it, we've all allowed it into our lives, we've allowed it to affect us. What I'm talking about is the kind of content we consume specifically on social media, but that would include news as well. Now I'm doing the best I can to try and get this sort of content away from me, out of my algorithm, out of my feed. And uh, so by doing that, I I noticed that when I do see it, when I do come across it, it really sticks out. So for lack of a better term, if you've got sensitive ears, maybe you've got kids around, let's skip ahead 15 seconds. For lack of a better term, emotional. And we could also say that this content is called emotionally manipulative content, right? I think that consuming too much of this kind of stuff over time, especially now if your social media algorithm is feeding you more and more of it, it leads to a warped view of reality. You know, and worse worse than that, it it leads to a warped view of oneself. It affects our self-esteem. It leads to fear about the outside world, bitterness, cynicism, suspicion toward other people. Puts us into echo chambers, puts us into groups that we don't necessarily want to belong to if we consume it enough and long enough. So, you know, if you're finding that social media leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth, if you're bitter, you're cynical, you're suspicious about other people around you, you're depressed, maybe you're losing hope, you don't have the self-confidence that you'd like to have, it's worth Approaching, it's worth attacking, it's worth becoming critical of the kind of content that you're consuming. This is not a magic pill, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but it's an avenue that's worth going down if you're having mental health issues, you're having mindset issues, you can't, you're not getting where you want or you're slowing down on the path to getting there. Let's talk about some of this content that we're consuming. So this kind of stuff, whether it's tweets, it's videos, it's posts, it's comments, it's all that stuff, (laughs) we are so lucky to see on our phone all day long it does three things it divides us it dispossesses us and it is argued in bad faith and it makes us live in bad faith okay so throwing around some concepts throwing around some some big words here i'm going to give you an example (laughs) and then we're going to break it down how does it divide how does it dispossess how does it lead to low self-esteem? How does it lead to fear? What does it do to us? And then what can we do about that? All right, so the example I'd like to give you, this is a real life example. It's a post that I came across in a men's self-help group. For those who are watching on YouTube, I'm gonna overlay this right now in the video so you can see it for yourself. For those who are listening, I'll try and describe it as best I can. It's basically a meme that shows, let's say, a tweet and then a response to that tweet. The first tweet, tweeted by a woman, she says, Why do men hate celebrating their birthdays so much? The response to that, the second tweet, seemingly from a male user, says, Because we're sick and tired of getting socks from people who expect boat cruises from us. So my response when I saw this was, my comment was, this is emotional porn for feminized men. And uh, that comment rubbed a couple people the wrong way. 
So I would like to address that and first just say, you know, in hindsight, I would probably say that it, it's emotional for men who, or anybody who wants to be divided, dispossessed, and live in bad faith. I didn't have to say feminized men, I concede that, but the point still stands. This is emotional This is emotionally manipulative content, right? It wants an emotional reaction from those who consume it. All right, so let's talk now. How does this kind of content divide? How does it dispossess? What does that even mean? Am I dispossessed? Are you dispossessed? And what is bad faith? These are they're big words. They might be foreign concepts to you, but they're worth thinking about to understand just how this content is affecting your mental health. Okay, so at first glance, you know, that meme might seem harmless, but I really don't believe that it is. This is toxic, corrosive stuff. This is the kind of stuff that if you see enough of it, it slows down your growth, ruins your mental health, ruins your self-image, ruins your faith and your compassion towards, towards other people as well. So, okay, let's break it down. First of all, that opening statement made by the female user, why do men hate celebrating their birthdays? This argument is being made in bad faith. This statement is being made in bad faith. Now you're probably asking, what is he talking about? What is bad faith? Well, let me ask you this. Do men hate celebrating their birthday? Do all men all the time hate celebrating their birthdays? And of course, sure, we've, we've maybe all been there. You may have at times uh, not wanted to be reminded of the fact that you're getting older, uh, the fact that you're going to die, right? Uh, It's a lot of pressure sometimes to throw a party or to be the center of attention. Um, You know, maybe something has happened in your life around the time of your birthday where you, you know, you're reminded of that, those bad memories. So you don't want to celebrate your birthday, of course, but that is anecdotal. That is individual. We cannot make a blanket statement and say, why do all men hate celebrating their birthdays? It's understandable if you don't at times want to celebrate your birthday, but that's not what the statement says. This statement implies that all men all the time hate celebrating their birthdays, and that's simply not true. And I would think that this statement, in fact, is made by somebody who knows that it's not true, and that's bad faith. Making a statement, having an argument, putting forward a position that you know not to be true, that will deceive the other party, that will lead to an emotional reaction, I would consider that bad faith. It's a way to gain the upper hand. It's a way to gain control. People who make statements like this, and you now, now you can start to think about how often you see it. All men this, all women that, all black people this, all white people that, all trans people, all conservatives, all liberals, all these people in this group, why do they do this? We've now assigned the group identity to a whole bunch of individuals who may or may not subscribe to that. These sorts of comments, they paint with a broad brush in a way to get emotional reaction, to touch a nerve. And of course, they get views, they get subscriptions. I understand why this sort of content is effective, but you now have to ask yourself, am I allowing this sort of bad faith argument to to affect my mental health? Am I being told that I do these things? Am I being told that I am a certain way just to fit into this argument that has truly nothing to do with me? And those other two characteristics that I mentioned were there. This statement divides people unwillingly, immediately, men and women, right? It says all men do this and it asks male uh, users, male uh, receivers of this message to have a gendered response. Why do I as a man not like celebrating my birthday? And the answer that the, the gentleman makes is that because women give me 
crappy birthday presents and expect the world from me. So now we have divided the world into black and white and we're, we're now having an argument. We're having a fight over these gendered lines. And this content dispossesses people. Now, dispossession is really the true definition of the word is, is taking from people, right? We're saying you can't own land, you can't own property, we're dispossessing you. You don't get to possess anything. So what this statement does is it emotionally dispossesses you. The question is not, do you hate celebrating your birthday? And then there's a discussion we can have, right? It's why do you hate celebrating your birthday? Immediately it now dispossesses you of your own thoughts and feelings about your birthday and gives you this. As a man, you hate celebrating your birthday. What's the matter with you, right? You've become dispossessed. Whatever it is that's true about you is out the window. You've now been filled in with this bad faith argument. So now you can start to identify some of this content as it comes across your feed. Are you meant to feel guilt for what's going on in the Ukraine? What's going on in the Middle East? Are you meant to feel angry for what politicians that you may didn't even vote for are doing? Are you made to, as a fan of a certain sports team, take on a certain identity? Or a fan of some online guru supposed to take on a certain um, set of characteristics? That is bad faith. It is now dividing us into groups and it is filling us in. It is flattening us as human beings and filling us with characteristics that are not ours that we did not ask for. And you can imagine what that would do to someone's mental health over time. You're in this group, you feel this way and any sort of authentic or original thought you have, put it aside and don't worry about that. That sort of inauthentic living, it corrupts us on a spiritual level. That's what in many ways leads to poor mental health because on some level we know this is not meant for us and yet we're living in this inauthentic way. And we're living and we're feeling and we're thinking things that we do not truly agree with and we're having this emotional reaction to the content because we're being manipulated and you never agreed to this manipulation right you never consented to this attack on your self-esteem and let's say you even did have issues around your birthday well you were just scrolling along on your phone and now you've been hit with this major emotional trigger and so I really do think it's worth saying that social media on the phone on the computer wherever it's a portal into this dispossession. It's a portal into this place that is made to dehumanize and really work against uh, positive mental health. Not all the time, not all the content, but so much of it does do that. And if you're not careful, you can get locked into that cycle. Okay, so interestingly enough, the term bad faith, it actually has two meanings, right? So we discussed the first one, that argument all of this sort of manipulative content is argued in bad faith. They say things they know not to be true. They say things they know to be simplistic. They say things that they know will manipulate and elicit an emotional reaction from you. But bad faith goes a little deeper than that. This is, goes back to the 1940s and French existentialist philosophy. A man who accepts this statement as unconditionally true, right? You're a man. That means you hate celebrating your birthday. Okay, if you accept that, you are now living in bad faith. You choose to accept that you don't enjoy celebrating your birthday because of an outside influence, okay? This argument is put upon you. This sort of group identity is put upon you. If you choose to accept it, you are now living in bad faith. And boy, think about that, living in bad faith. 
letting outside factors determine how you feel about yourself. That is a recipe for poor mental health. In a sense, you're sacrificing your free will. You're sacrificing your ability to choose how you feel about yourself. Okay, let's talk now about what this means for you. Really, this is an invitation, I think, to be critical, to, to critically examine the kind of content you're seeing and how it affects you, right? If you're finding that you're getting emotionally uh, charged up, you're getting emotionally disturbed because of the things that you see on social media, you know, maybe you have emotional outbursts, you, you feel the need to spread that viral content, you feel the need to run and tell somebody about this stuff. Perhaps you're, you're having mood swings where, you know, you feel good, then you start consuming some of this content, your mood goes in the, in the gutter, you're letting the thoughts and the words of others manipulate you, affect you. This is something now we're not saying, of course, right? Like we always say, we're not saying to do anything differently, but let's find that awareness now. When you're on social media today or tomorrow, when you're supposed to be working maybe, take note. What are you seeing and how, how is it making you feel and what is your gut reaction to do? Are you, are you wanting to feel angry? Are you wanting to feel sad because of the images, the stories you're hearing? Just be aware, be aware, and then realize that that has deeper, longer-term emotional and mental health consequences on you. And I think I've tried now to share the tools with you so that you can better identify emotional manipulation, scroll past it, or you know what? This kind of stuff happens in real life. People emotionally manipulate us in real life. So remember, it's always divisive. It always frames the argument along group lines. Man, woman, as we saw with this example, conservative, liberal, trans, cis, Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia, alpha, beta, good woman, bad woman. And it's always dispossessive. It assumes that you are in the fight no matter what. It doesn't give you an opportunity, right? So much of this content, really none of it, gives you an opportunity to make a counterpoint or an argument. Sure, you can make a comment in the comment section. You've really just become dispossessed at that point. This takes from you your humanity. It takes from you your unique individuality. And it fills you in with something you didn't even necessarily ask for. And remember... This content is created in bad faith, right? It wants to deceive you. It wants that emotional reaction from you. And it leads to you living in bad faith. It wants you to engage. The creators at times do not care if their statement is true. I mean, look, I talked in the last episode about my viral short about marijuana. I chose an emotionally manipulative line from that podcast. And, you know... I'm not saying it was in bad faith because I believe what I said, but it, I knew well that it would get an emotional reaction. There's no nuance, right? There's no um, detail to the statement. It's quick, it's pithy, and it's going to get your reaction. These statements, they paint with a broad brush to get as many people as possible into the fight to get that engagement. And if you accept that engagement, if you believe what they say to be true, like I said, Many people who use marijuana are not mentally sound. A lot of people argued against it, and that's what I would want. If you just say, well, I use marijuana, I must not be mentally sound, I've dispossessed you, right? You have allowed yourself to be dispossessed by a statement that I made, right? Now, you can say so much of this content is an invitation for you to critically examine how you think about uh, a subject or a situation. It's also an opportunity just to ignore it completely. Because if you accept the argument, 
If you accept what they say is true from the beginning without critical thought, if you just accept that being heaped upon you, you know, as my friend Jahan would say, you're down and out. You've already lost. So you may be saying, well, what can I do? What can I do about this? I'm, I'm bombarded by this bad faith arguments. They divide me. They dispossess me. What can I do? I think firstly, you just have to be critical, right? We're not, we're hooked on social media. Maybe you need social media for work. Maybe it's a hobby that you use. Maybe it's a way to numb out after a long day. I can't tell you not to be on it. I can only tell you to be critical of what you're seeing and realize that viral content, popular content, emotionally manipulative content is exactly that. It wants your reaction. It wants to get you, it wants to make you mad. It wants to make you sad because, hey, there's endorphins that get released there, no doubt. There's an emotional release, in fact, even that happens. You may even say it's cathartic to see all this bad news and, and, and feel bad for a while. Some people are into that. Just realize it doesn't serve you as much as it uses you. So be critical. Be honest about what you're thinking. And it's, it's proven, really, that we get in that scrolling behavior and we're just now passively not thinking, just taking it in. Stay critical, <laughs> stay vigilant. And you know, for me, for the most part, I try not to look at it. I, I do see a lot of it, but I just try to keep keep it keep it moving, right? And so if it does happen, I note that emotional response, right? I, I gotta tell you on the news last night I saw some footage from from Palestine and there was a, a young boy crying and the, the translation uh, was that this this young boy had been standing there when explosion happened and that he carried uh, a decay with his own hands. Why the hell did I have to see that? Because immediately I noted that emotional response. I felt, you know, I felt terrible having to see that. And you may say, well, you have to watch the news. You have to be on social media. You have to be informed about the world around you. But I have to ask you then, at what cost? You know, does the evil and destruction in the world have to go inside you? Does something over which you have no control have to rob you of your peace, rob you of your life, rob you of your center? And this is content, this is storytelling that enriches other people. It enriches huge companies. That's the economy. You have to ask yourself, do I want to be constantly used up, constantly dispossessed, and constantly, you know, filled in with the stuff that I can't control, I can't change, and it's clearly having a negative effect on me. Now, if you're more mentally sound, sure, you, I mean, I watched the news for half an hour, had some emotional response. It didn't affect me too much, but it gets me thinking, if it becomes addicting, if it becomes a habit, you at some point have to ask yourself, at what cost am I taking this in? Does the evil of the world have to go inside me? Aren't there things on a local, personal, individual level that I could be attending to? So we'll leave it there. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until we speak again, please remember that better is possible.